Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. How are we all? I am not gonna lie, I'm a little bit jet lagged. Well, not jet lagged, because I was in Greece, so that's only like two hours behind. I don't think that would give you jet lag. I think it's more like 10 hours time difference to give you jet lag. Problem is, I got in at like 4 a.m. last night. So I'm feeling a little bit delirious. I just had to drive there um, to get a camera from, from Argos. It was only like 10 minutes away, but my thing whenever I'm a bit tired is I really like dissociate. Like I'm really good at dissociating. I can dissociate on command. You know when you're like you, you're like your eyes like blur and you're not actually looking at anything and there's nothing in your head. Well, it happens to me a lot when I'm tired, like unintentionally. And I was driving there. This is terrible. Um, I was driving there. I'm just thought, I don't know why I'm telling you this. But I'm actually just telling you this in case I have like really like bad brain fog throughout this podcast episode. Dissociate loads. But um, I was driving on the way back and I was like, oh wait, I just was dissociated for five minutes there, just driving along. I don't, I, I don't know where I am. I don't, I, like, I feel like I like was sleepwalking. I was sleep driving. It was an absolutely terrifying experience. Well, obviously not terrifying because it was completely fine and nothing actually happened. But I was just driving along normally whenever I realized that I hadn't, like I'd just been like zoned out. But yeah, I just thought I'd let you know what just happened to me. Terrifying. Don't recommend driving when you're tired. I wasn't, I'm not that tired. Like as you can tell, I'm, I'm actually quite chirpy at the minute. But yeah, it's really scary. It's like sneezing when you're driving. Oh my God, I fucking hate sneezing when you're driving. It's so scary. You, you can't sneeze when you keep your eyes open. I once read that if you sneeze when you keep your eyes open, that your eyes pop out of your head. Don't know if that's true, but th- th- that second when your eyes are closed and you're sneezing while you're driving is a terrifying experience. And so is dissociating. Wouldn't recommend. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, how are we all? How have you all been? Since the last time we spoke, I actually went on another holiday. I'm just absolute jet setter at the minute. I literally went on holiday for about three weeks straight, but I'm, I feel like that's me done for the summer. I don't have anything else really planned. I've actually, that's such a lie. I'm going to Barcelona for a weekend with my friends because I feel like in London, I really like don't see my friends that much unless it's like a night out. Like I never really hang out with people during the day. And I thought like whenever I got my own flat and stuff that I would really, I, I did for a while. I really like made an effort. Like I was like, I have to do something every single day, but like people are busy. Like a lot of my friends have like nine to five jobs. Like it's always just so hard. Like not everyone's available at the same time to hang out during the day. So I never really see my friends. So I saw my friend the other week at like a party and I was like, I literally haven't like, haven't spent time with you in so long. And we were like really drunk at my friend's birthday party. We're like, should we just book a holiday? So we booked a little holiday to Barcelona, like a little weekend trip, but I'm really excited for it. That's the only other thing I have planned like traveling wise this summer. And I don't think I really want to go on any more trips I feel like I'm kind of all holidayed out you know when it gets to the point like you've been on holiday for so long you start like like counting down the day so you get home because like holiday is so nice and it's amazing to be able like for me to be able to literally spend fucking three weeks on holiday like that is ridiculous I mean well I spent one week in Mexico my Tilly and then oh, what happened to my voice there sorry I just went through puberty and then I went to Morocco for work and then I went to Greece I went to Crete for the first time I've never been to Greece before it was so nice the water was so amazing crystal clear I could actually sometimes swim in it because you know me I'm kind of scared of the sea but like I actually didn't mind swimming in it sometimes I did scream and cry but I still swam in it which is saying something one thing about it was it was extortionate I mean it kind of depends where you go so like if you go to like an off-beaten what's off track 
is off the beaten track. Is that the saying? I think that's the saying. Okay, not me kneeling sayings now. If you go to like one of those like taverns and stuff, it's it's really reasonably priced. But like if you go to like a beach club or I went to quite a nice hotel because like, you know when you think of Greece, you always think of those like infinity pools. And I've never like had my own pool in a hotel room before. And I was like, I fucking, I need this. I just want to go to this hotel. It was called Acro Suites in Crete extortionate will not be going back it was really really nice experience but just will not be going back like I got breakfast one morning and it like floated on the pill but because I'm like vegan all I could have was like almond yogurt and fruit and vegetables and they gave me a bowl of prosecco to be fair guess how much it was a floating breakfast on the pill it was kind of giving me like Maldives vibes it was 160 pounds for breakfast I was absolutely appalled but yeah, it's just it, it, the bougie places in Greece are very, very expensive. And that's Crete. I can imagine like Mykonos and stuff being even 10 times more expensive. I feel like next time if I am, I, I think I will go back to Greece because it's so, so nice. And the people there are so friendly. Sometimes I find when you go to European countries, well, mostly France, to be honest, the people can be a bit stuck up. <laughs> but um, everyone in Greece was so, so nice and so friendly. And oh, can't recommend it enough. I feel like next time I go, I'm definitely going to go to somewhere a bit more like remote and not as fucking bougie because that was just absolutely unnecessary to not need to go to a hotel that nice but it was a once in a lifetime thing I had my own infinity pool and now I don't need to have an infinity pool ever again also when I was there my parents were in Crete at the same time well we overlapped by like one day so on their last day I met with my mum and dad and we went to the beach club and it was so nice we spent the day together got very drunk and it was just so nice because I haven't seen them in so long I like never really thought I would say this but like I hadn't seen my parents in months like that is that is crazy to me because whenever I moved out, like the only like thing I had to compare it to was my brother and sister going to uni. But they like come back, I swear, every like two weeks. Like my brother and sister pretty much live at home. Like they're always back home from uni. But I guess it's like if I was at uni, I'd probably want to go home and like get my meals cooked for me because like living off a student loan and stuff, it's just so much better. Like like going home pretty much. So I get why they come home so often. But for me, it's like I always have things on in London. Like it's really hard for me to come home. And you know what it is. My brother like goes to Newcastle Uni and the, the airport in Newcastle Uni is like 20 minutes from his house. It's like in Belfast, the airport is like 20 minutes from my house. In smaller cities, I think the airport's always just closer in. Whereas if I want to go home, I have to travel like over an hour to the airport. And I do not like doing that. I hate, that's my, like, that puts me off traveling is the hour drive to the airport. It's so ridiculous because the, the drive to the airport is shorter than the flight from London to Belfast. It infuriates me. I hate that drive. Um, but yeah, I just like haven't been home in ages. And it actually makes me really, really sad, especially thinking about like my granny and granddad. Like my nana is, I don't know why I say granny and granddad. I feel like I always say that because I feel like that's a more universal word for your nana and papa, but I call them my nana and papa. Um, my nana is the cutest woman in the entire world. She sends me the cutest WhatsApps. She calls me her angel. And oh, I'm going to cry. Like actually her messages to me are the nicest thing. Like they just make my wake. She sends me these big paragraphs about how proud of me she is and it's just so nice but then I'm like oh my god I have literally like obviously like she she's like 70 is she no she's I think she's 80 something and I just don't go home enough and it really breaks my heart because I'm like well she's not going to come to London obviously they haven't really my nan and papa are like the most like active like they like live on their own in this lovely house and they drive around they go they go on runs they call it but it's actually just like um they go driving. <laughs> they're like, they'll come for like lunch with us. And they'll be like, yeah, we just want to run this morning. And what they mean is they, they drove like to meet their friends for coffee. But they're just like, they're, they're bad bitches, my nan and papa. They have not let like age throw them down, but they're obviously scared of COVID. So they haven't really been, tra- they haven't traveled since before COVID. And they used to be like, they used to go on cruises. They used to have a house in Cyprus. They were there like twice a year, but they haven't traveled. And then like, so my nana doesn't come to London, obviously. So the only way I can see her is if I go home and I haven't been going home enough and it breaks my heart. 
so yeah, basically I hadn't seen my parents in months. Um, I hadn't seen them since Easter. I went home for Easter for a couple of days. So yeah, it was just really nice to see them. Like, I just, I don't know, that's so weird. Like going from seeing my parents every single day, like living with them to then not seeing them for months is just so weird. But I honestly think it kind of like makes us closer. Like I would never think obviously when I lived at home to like ring my mom and like fiddle around on the gossip. Like I just didn't really speak to them as much as like friends. Whereas now like I will voluntarily every time I get in the car, ring them and chat to them for half an hour just for the fun of it. Like I, I do think kind of made us closer, but also I guess that's the whole point of growing up. Speaking of growing up, I thought today we could do a bit of like a podcast on like growing up and like different things that I have discovered that maybe you've discovered emerging into adulthood or if you're not an adult yet, if you're still a little teen and you're looking forward or not looking forward to adulthood, we could just discuss our own views on it, our own opinions. I feel like I'm pretty grown up now. I'm, I'm turning 21 in September, which is disgusting. It makes me heave thinking that I'm going to be 21. In my head, I'm still 17. Like, I just, like, I cannot grasp the fact that I am in my 20s. It makes me feel sick. Anyway, I asked you guys on my Instagram stories, like, what you think about adulthood and stuff and your favorite parts of it and your least favorite parts of it. Someone said sleepovers whenever you want. (laughs) I thought this would be a huge thing. Like when I moved out, I was like, I'm going to have a friend to sleep over every single night. I cannot remember the last time I had a sleepover. I guess like when I'm on holiday and stuff, I share beds with people. Like I obviously went on holiday with Tilly, so we had sleepovers then. But like Tilly would never come around or like Lewis would never come around and have a sleepover at my house. I just feel like because I have my own space, I never... I never want to like sleep at other people's houses. Does that make sense? Like if it needs, if it needs be, if I'm in like, if I'm in a situation where I need a sleepover, I'll have to have a sleepover. But like, I just would never choose to have one. I feel like sleepovers were just so much more fun when you were young, but just waking up in your own bed, you can't beat it. I just like, I love having my own space. Speaking of having my own space, someone said, I can't wait to like live on my own, which I, I completely agree with. Like that was something I was so excited for when I was younger. I could not wait to like move out, like be independent, have my own space design everything how I wanted and I, I do love having my own space but also I cannot recommend living with friends before you move out on your own enough like I lived with Flossie and I pretty much lived with Lewis as well like that boy like moved into our apartment for that full year we would literally like wake up in the morning and he'd just be sitting on our sofa like he just let himself in at times and it was the, like the most fun year of my life like it was it was kind of, I, I think it was my uni experience I always said like if I went to uni it would just be for the experience like I did not want I I don't would not have the motivation to go to lectures and stuff because like I couldn't even go to school when I was doing my A-levels never mind like having to get myself up in a different country than my mum and dad and making myself go to school like I'm making myself go to lectures like that was just never gonna happen so I was like if I ever go to uni it's for the experience like I just want to live with friends and like go partying and stuff and I definitely had that last year I mean it was not a uni experience wise up like <laughs> but it was like my kind of like I don't know in my uni experience in my head I had the best time ever like I it definitely like made me appreciate then like having my own space after that I th- think as well once you get your own space once you move out on your own it's really hard to go back to living with friends my friend who actually lives with friends at the minute was saying that she wanted to move out on her own and I was like okay well I'm just warning you if you move out on your own you're never going to want to share that space again with anyone else it's just so nice I just like I'm like, I'm a naked girl. I'm just going to say, I'm a, I'm a nude, a nudist. <laughs> I'm not actually, I'm actually really self-conscious and like I can never be nude in front of anyone. But like the second I get in from like a day or like if, I, if I'm wearing jeans, the second I enter my door, they're all by my ankles, they're off, they're completely off. Everything is off. I'm butt naked. 
I mean, sometimes I will put on a robe because I do have bay windows and like there is houses that I can see. And sometimes I don't even, I, I can't even fucking bother. Like sometimes I'm just walking around my kitchen nude um, because I can and I love it. I love being free. <laughs> Why am I like coming out as a nudist? It's just like, why would I want to wear clothes? Like I feel so confined when I wear clothes and like having my own space and just being able to not wear clothes is so nice. It's just so freeing. Whereas if you live with people, you can't, you, like, you could do it, but it might make your flatmate feel a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, I'm sure Flossie probably saw me walking around nude sometimes when we lived that year together, but I just love, I just love the freedom of it. <laughs> like, I will literally, like, I have, like, my whole back of my flat is all windows and like, there's houses facing onto it. At nighttime, I will turn on the lights and walk around. Like, I will walk from my bedroom to the kitchen, lights on, everyone can see in, in the nude, just to get a glass of water no no fucks given <laughs> like I just I yeah I just hate wearing clothes another thing I love about living on my own is I can just sing and speak like, I'm just sitting here on my sofa in a row okay I'm not nude but I'm speaking away chatting away like I just could not I just don't think I'd have the confidence to do that if there was someone else here I also love singing I love singing so much I will fucking put karaoke on my tv sometimes and sing along like I can't sing for shit I'm the worst singer in the world, but I love it. You don't lie, like everyone loves singing. I yet to meet a person who doesn't love singing. And like when I lived with people, like when I lived with Flossie, it was kind of reserved for when I was in the car on my own. And like, don't get me wrong, I still am singing every time I'm in the car on my own, but now I can also do it in my flat and it's quite freeing. <laughs> Someone said, I get to make my own dinner. This was something I think I, I, I was excited for when I was growing up. I was like, can't wait. Because I used to be a bit like weird when I'm making my dinner. I still kind of am weird when people making me food. Well, when it was like, when I was younger, it's because I was like, oh, my mom's using too much olive oil. <laughs> like, it used to like stress me when I was a freak. But now I, I, I fucking love olive oil. Now I drink it in a glass. But now it's just like, I, I get very hyper fixated on foods. Like you guys know I have the same thing to eat every single day. Like I have the same breakfast, avocado and beans on toast. Sometimes I'll have a prep wrap for lunch and then I usually have pasta. But like if someone, like say for example, someone said over and was like, oh, I'll make you have, which has happened before. Someone's wanted to make my breakfast for me and they, they do it wrong. Like they, they mash the avocado wrong or they don't put on the right seasonings or like, like literally the smallest things it like freaks me out like I hate it I hate it so much I need everything to be the right way and it's like it's so weird because like I I like change I'm not the kind of person who doesn't like change like I love changing my hair and I love changing where I live like I love moving house and stuff like it's not as if I'm scared of change I just like for some reason like I'm so weird about food and I, I kind of thought whenever I was younger I was like oh I like I had it in my head when I move out I'm gonna go to Sainsbury's every week, do a huge, big weekly shop and then cook myself different meals every night. But it just never, it doesn't happen for me because also it's so hard living on your own unless you meal prep. If you're making like, I don't know, a salad, you, you only have to like use one portion of everything. And then I just found that like anytime I did like a big shop, I just had like moldy food in the back of my fridge because like I didn't use it for the recipe. Do you know what I mean? So then I would always just end up delivering because I find it so much easier and like less wasteful, but also a lot more expensive. But the one thing I like now is like I can eat the same thing every day. Whereas like whenever I was growing up in school and stuff like at home, my mum made something different for dinner every night, which like, it was so fucking nice of her. And like, she was a great, great mom, great chef. Like she made me really healthy dinners every night. Like she'd make like stir fry or the next I'd be a curry. And then 
like a casserole, shepherd's pie. Like she was doing the most. This is all vegan, by the way. But I was like, at the same time, I was like, mom, can I just have fucking pasta every night for dinner? Like what is wrong? And she was like, she wouldn't let me. She was like, no, you can't have pasta every night for dinner. I, I could never really get my head around it. I was like, what's the problem with having pasta every night for dinner? Like, just let me. But she did not. <laughs> and, but now I live on my own and no one can stop me from eating the same thing every single day. I just love it. Like I just, I mean, I will make myself sick of it, but I'm just like, if I like a food, then why the fuck would I not have it for dinner every single day? I guess that it's not good. Like you should kind of switch up what you eat. But, and I do sometimes. Like, I mean, I was just on holiday there and I did eat different things. Like I, I couldn't have my avocado and beans on toast. And I'm not gonna lie, it didn't start me off best start me off the best every day like I just I, I feel so weird inside whenever I don't eat that breakfast I think because my body's just so used to it like it messes up like how I go to the toilet now because like my like uh digestive habits my what would you say my pooping habits is what I'm trying to say but like and I was trying not to say pooping habits uh they are incredible like I am going to the toilet six times a day it's incredible can't like whatever I'm doing whatever I'm eating is is working very well for me <laughs> I just I I love it when it I, I, this is disgusting but I, I do love pooping a lot because it makes me feel so light and I, I it's like the opposite of being constipated do you know what I mean <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this but um yeah like it just whenever I don't eat what I eat every day it just, it just really messes up my digestive system I just feel like constipated clogged up I don't like it but yeah I I did think whenever I was growing up that I would go to Tesco's every day and do huge big shops. Didn't happen. Um, I Don't get me wrong. I do love going to big Tesco's and like I love, well actually, you know what? That's a big lie. I, I love Sainsbury's way better. I think Sainsbury's is so much better. I was never big, a big Sainsbury's person growing up. I was a big Tesco's person because was, the Tesco's was closer to my house. But now I'm, I'm Sainsbury's through and through. I think it's so much better. They've got like this sushi bit in Sainsbury's. Like Tesco's does not have a sushi bit. Does it? I don't know. I haven't been to Tesco's in ages. I just think Sainsbury's is so much better for like vegan food. Also, like the Sainsbury's always has Argos in it. What's all that about? Like, what? Why is that? Sometimes it has like a furniture shop. It has a habitat. Tesco's could never. But thinking of like making dinner, I actually have like gotten really lazy because I've been like, I've been, I've been seeing someone. There is a male figure in the picture, but not like really getting into it because like CPA ever like speaking about it. I mean, I, I tell this podcast everything. Like I will talk to you about anything, but he, I just like want to tell you this because like I do not settle. He makes me vodka pasta every single night. Like, isn't that crazy? Like unheard of. Usually like it's the, like the girl that, ha- well, this is like completely sexist, but like I'm just talking from past experiences. It's always the girl that has to make the boy food. No, he makes me breakfast and dinner. He brings me breakfast in bed. I'm making dinner every single night and morning. It's incredible. Like last night, I was in Greece with him. I was on a boothang holiday. It's like my first summer holiday with just a boy. I've been on like family holidays where boys come along, but this is like my first just like me and the boy on holiday summer vibes. Like kind of hated it because I had to be in a bikini the whole time and like I was not feeling body confident. I've been kind of like self-conscious recently and I kind of hate it. Like I was on, I actually don't even want to get into it because I hate like speaking it into existence, but I have been like really self-conscious and it's so lame and I need to stop doing it. But anyway, yeah, I had to be in a bikini the whole time. Oh yeah, but we got home last night at like, well, back to my flat at like 4 a.m. And I was like, I was not gonna lie, I was a little bit peckish because I'd just woken up from like a five hour sleep on the plane. And I was like, would you make, would you consider making me vodka pasta? And this boy made me vodka pasta at 4 a.m. Like, like it was 5 a.m. by the time it was finished. Is that not crazy? Do not settle. Because there is someone out there that will make you vodka pasta at 5 a.m. Vegan vodka pasta. That's all I'm gonna say in that matter. 
but yeah because of that i no, i just don't make my own dinner anymore and i feel like if this if this ever goes tits up with this boy i'm not gonna know what to do because i haven't made food in so long <laughs> anyway that's what i'm gonna say in that matter someone said not being judged for staying in bed all day when hungover so I am very much, uh, I love lying in bed all day when I'm hungover. Not because I necessarily need to, but like, I don't really lie in bed as much. Like whenever I was in school, I think I lay in bed all day more than I do now. Like I used to love skiving off school and just lying in bed all day watching Netflix movies. Like that was my favorite thing to do. But now if I do that, I feel kind of guilty. Like I, I, I have to like actually at least get out of bed and like get changed, even if it's into like hoodies and trackies and like maybe go get a coffee or something I need to do something otherwise I feel like guilty and I think it's because I'm responsible for myself now so it's like if I don't do something I'm just letting myself down whereas like if I didn't go to school I was letting my mom down (laughs) I was kind of like rebelling like do you know what I mean and like whenever I like went out drinking when I was younger it was more like a feeling of like rebellion and now when I do it it's just like this is unhealthy like you're gonna regret this the next day and also like my mom like whenever I was growing up at home like my mom and dad because like my whole family we were all quite close in age my siblings and so we would all everyone be out on Saturday night my mom and dad love drinking they'd be out on Saturday night as well and then on on Sunday morning we'd all wake up we'd always so hungover we'd all go down to the kitchen my mom would make this huge big like fry it was just good vibes whereas now I wake up after drinking and I just feel guilt (laughs) like the fear and like there's no one there to well sometimes there's someone there well no one that way (laughs) that sounded bad like the guy I'm saying might be there not other people um like it's just like it's it's more just it's on you like you've gotten yourself into this state of like the fear like you have yourself to blame and there's no one there to like my, there's, my mom's not there to bring me Barocca in bed I mean this boy does bring me fucking Barocca in bed and coffee in bed every morning I cannot complain like it's a bit of a blessing but um I just feel a bit more guilty now whenever I lie in bed all like hungover I don't know what it is like whenever I was younger I, I, if I lay in bed all day hungover I'd be like this is this is my peak like this is the best thing ever it was like my favorite hobby just lying in bed doing nothing whereas now I just feel guilty and I don't know why I guess it is because it's like I'm responsible for myself I kind of like hate being responsible for myself like everything I do is like down to me I don't know does that make sense like I was very lucky. My parents were very involved. I feel like I was kind of babied in a way. I wasn't like very immature. Like I, I do think I grew up pretty young. Like I matured very young because like my brother and sister were much older and stuff. And I just feel like these days, children mature much younger. Like 12 year olds, like about 19. But up until I like literally moved out, my mum, like well, she would make me dinner every day. She would drop me to school. She would bring me to the doctors, like go get my prescriptions. Like she, she did like, like I was very lucky that she was that involved because I knew like there's a lot of people when they're like 16 and like they're old enough their parents are like right you're on your own like do it yourself but my mum did it all for me so then whenever I moved out I was like oh fuck like I actually need to ring the doctor and like make my own appointments and I had to change my GP to London and stuff and like it was just like having to do that stuff on my own I was like this sucks this sucks <laughs> I wish my mum could do this for me and like you know like one thing that I'm just dreading like for when the day happens like my I'm 20 years old my dad still pays my phone bill and like when like so fucking like lucky because like that's not normal like when you're 20 you should be paying your own phone bill should you but like I'm just fucking dreading the day that he like realizes that like he is and he's like okay this you have a full job Olivia like you need to start paying it on your own like I pay for everything else like obviously like I pay for my rent and um but 
everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't take money off my parents, but my phone bill, they still pay for it. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, that will be like, that will be the day I'm like, I find like, okay, I'm a fucking adult now. The day I have to start paying my phone bill, not looking forward to it whatsoever. I feel like that's like a universal thing. Like anyone I've spoken to about it, like all my friends at uni and stuff, they're like, yeah, my dad still pays my phone bill. But it's different when you're at uni. I feel like up until you like leave uni, you're still like at school and like your parents still pay for everything. But like, yeah, I'm just not looking forward to that day. Someone said driving. I completely agree. That is something that I looked forward to like my whole childhood. I was like, I cannot wait to drive. Like that is like, and it, it wasn't like overrated. It was definitely like underrated getting my, my driver's license. Like it was the most like freedom I felt. Cause like I was 17, I wasn't even like 18. I wasn't able to like drink or vote or anything. But like whenever I could drive, I was like, whoa, like this is like, cause like relying on your parents to like drive you around everywhere. Cause there's not great public transport in Belfast. It's not like the tube or anything. So like a lot of the time you would need lifts places. I just like not having to rely on my parents for that. And like some like I was I was a cheeky bitch when I was like 15 and I would get in fights with my parents all the time. And then like I would need a lift somewhere and they wouldn't give me one because I was a cheeky bitch. And I'd be like, fuck, I'm stuck. I'm like a prisoner. And I just hated it so much. But so then whenever I got my license, I was like, I am a free woman. This is amazing. And I just I love driving so much. It's like one of my favorite things. I I'm such a lover of driving. I'm such a lover of cars as well. I would rather have like a nice car than a nice house any day. <laughs> that's so stupid actually wait no I'm taking that back I would not like that <laughs> that was the stupidest thing I've ever said but like I'm I'm much more into cars than I am into like designer jewelry and bags and clothes and stuff like I, I really appreciate all that and I love going to see like fashion shows and stuff I think it's so cool but I'm just I love cars so much they're like my favorite thing ever you know what I was like I don't know if I've said this before and it's definitely like really really illegal but um I would turn 17 in September, like my birthday's in September. And I was like, it was like a GCSE summer. So it was quite a long summer. You know, you get like the full of June off, like June, July, August. And I was just so bored. I was like, mom, can you just teach me how to drive? Like this will be so much better. Cause then whenever it gets my birthday, you don't have to pay it, like spend loads of money on driving lessons. So my mom like fully taught me how to drive when I was 16 in that summer before my birthday. But like, I feel like I thought it was going to be like, we'll go to the, we'll go to a car park. You she made me teach me how to like reverse into parking space. Oh, no, no. So my dad was at a pub like in, in the countryside. When I say in the countryside, it was 10 minutes from my house. No, it's like, yeah, 10 minutes from my house. But it's quite it's quite easy to get into the countryside in Belfast. My friend lives 10 minutes away. Catherine, I don't know if you know her. She lives 10 minutes away from me in Belfast. But she lives in fields. Like, she's, it's the countryside. And she hates it because I always say she lives in the countryside. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. Like, because in Belfast, you can be from, like, city center, like, in, like, the, the big shopping center, Victoria Square, in the into the countryside in 15 minutes like in like the big fields where all the cars are and stuff um but anyway my dad was in, in the pub in the countryside um so like these are like windy country roads and my mom was in we were doing like I don't know like she was teaching me how to like start a fucking car because I kept stalling obviously when I was learning um she was teaching me how to start the car in the car park and my dad rang and he was drunk and he needed to pick up my mom was like oh Olivia just just drive just drive to the pub and I was like oh my god I'm gonna fucking die I was driving along 16 years old going like 50 miles per hour down country windy lanes to pick up my dad from the pub when I was yeah and when I was 16 and it worked because I passed my driving test first time like three weeks after I turned 17 I only had to get nine lessons as well so save my parents a lot of money but yeah 
that was my learning how to drive experience. My mom just really like threw me in the deep end. It's like, you know that thing when you're like teaching babies how to swim and you just throw them in the pool? Is that actually a thing? I wonder if that happened to me whenever I was younger. I'm going to ask my mom. I'm actually going to ring her after this and ask her. But yeah, my mom just threw me in the deep end and yeah, it somehow worked. I got to the pub unscathed. My dad got home unscathed. Bit drunk at that, but yeah, go me. Love driving. Okay, I'm gonna go now because in the morning I'm actually going to a festival. I'm going to Park Life, which is quite exciting. And I haven't, I've literally just got back from Greece, so I have like no outfits planned or anything. So I'm gonna go plan my outfits. And then in the next episode as well, um, in my next podcast, I can tell you all about the festival. I'm really excited. I'm gonna see like Ty the Creator and stuff. It's in Manchester though, so it's a bit of a trek, but it should be fun. But I'm gonna need to go plan my outfits because I'm so unprepared. Okay, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Love you. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia.